Okay, so let us learn together the Shvive Lev on page Reish Chaf Hei, Yud Tes, all the way on the bottom. And Rebellion Lapian quotes a Mishnah on Kalim, Parak Yud Zayim, Mishnah Yud Gimel, that says, Kol Shabayam Tahar. Anything that is from the sea, any products that are made from animals, from fish, from any aquatic. Um, beings in the sea are tahar. But there's one exception, chutz mikelav hayam, except for the sea dog. Why? There's apparently something in the sea called a sea dog. It's like a regular type of fish, but it's unusual in the sense that memneshu bayreich liyabasha. When this sea dog runs away from a predator, where does he go? He goes on the dry land. That's very unusual. No other fish goes on dry land where you're going to die uh, to escape anything. You're just going from you know, relative safety to a sure death. But the Kelev Shabayam, if it's being chased after by some predator being, it goes and it runs onto the beach and then it eventually has to go back in the water, but that's where it goes. Pirush Harash, one of the Mepharshim on the Mishnah, There's a miyot in Teres Kahanim from a Pasuk, If you would make a kli from general things that were made in, that were from the sea, so for example, if you have like a I don't know, like let's say a basket that's made of fish skin. It's from the sea, so therefore it's not makabal toma. But chutz mikelavayam, if it was made from this, the hide of let's say a, a sea dog, there is a rule that whatever exists on dry land exists in the sea. Meaning, apparently there is some. There would be, let's say, a, fit, a sea cow. There is a sea uh, horse that we know, right? There are seahorses. So um, there's everything that, uh, that exists on the land, exists on the sea. But nevertheless, even though it's true, there is only one being in the sea that will actually go to the Abasha when, when in danger, and that is the Kelev Hayam. Rak Hakel Levade Hilkach. Therefore, we consider it to be like the behemoth of the Abasha. It's like the animals of a dry land, because that's where it runs in times of danger. And if you made out of those Kalav Shabayam Kalim, this is what the Rush says. And now Rebellion Lapian is going to go a little bit deeper and try to understand the takeaway from this. It can't survive on the Abash. When it runs onto the, onto the beach to escape whoever is chasing after it, it can only stay there for a, f- a few minutes. And then it would die if it just keeps on going onto the dry. It can't. It has, the lungs are supposed to be in water. Since it's unique, it's distinct. Amongst all of the creatures of the Yam with this that it runs to the dry land, Af 
even though it's going to run back, it's going to return into the sea. Therefore, it's different from all other sea creatures, also in its makeup. It has a status of Kelevayabasha. We treat it the same way as we would a dog that's on dry land. We know that a dog would be Makabotoma, the, the byproducts of a dog would be Makabotoma. In Asamerically, if you'd make from its leather, uh, from its hides, you'd make a Kli, it would be Makabotoma. So a Kelev Shabayam also, because it goes when it's in danger onto the dry land, albeit for a short period of time, it changes its status altogether and has a din of, of, um, of, a, of a Kelev Hayabasha. And this is a very uh, important lesson that Rabbi Lapian is taking from this halacha, from this Mishnah. And that is, Hayeshiva Kedaisha, Dalet Amish Halacha. The Yeshiva that we are in, the Yeshiva, a holy, sacred Yeshiva, is basically the Dalet Amish Halacha. It's the four Amish Halacha that Akadosh Baruch Hu has in his world. Kalan Nimsaba. And anything that's found within the hallowed walls of the yeshiva is considered like that it's tar. It's like the yama tyra. It's like if it's, if it's in the waters of tyra, if it's in the sea of tyra, so everything that comes out of the sea of tyra is considered to be tar. It's all pure. Divrei tyra in makablum toma, the Gemara says. But let's say you're Pirish from the words of Taira. You leave the Yeshiva. And now you go out. And you go out to the dry land of the street. You go out to the street. Meaning you leave the, the walls of the Yeshiva and you're, you're running into the street. Even if it's a short amount of time. I'm not going there for a long time. I'm just going in the street for, for a little bit. I'm leaving the yeshiva because I needed to do uh, whatever. I just wanted to chill a little bit. I wanted to go see something, do something, even for a short period of time. And you will be judged by seconds. And now suddenly a person's din changes. You already have a din of like, a, like a, a somebody that's not in the Yamat, Yamatalman in the Yam of the Yeshiva. Now suddenly you find yourself with a new status because you are, it's easier for you to, obviously this is not talking about people that need to go on a doctor's appointment or people that need to uh, uh, go home, you know, once in a while or people that need to take care of some shopping. But I imagine that what he's talking about is like just basically to just leave the walls of the Yeshiva to do something that's, uh, you know, that's not, Tyridic, that has that that is contradictory perhaps to the values of the Tyra. So if you're doing that, even for a short amount of time, it's not like a big deal, but that already gives you a change in status. You leave the Yama at Tatira and you are already part of the Tomas Harachaiv. You you're whether you intended it to be or not, but now you're already looked at as if you're able to makabal, you're susceptible to the Tumma of the Rachaiv. So this is a, a very interesting type of, very interesting type of din that we're learning here tonight, 
and it basically speaks to the psychology of Yeshiva Bacher. It basically speaks to the uh, approach that Yeshiva Bacher should have when he's in Yeshiva. And we'll speak soon also about what the approach that a Balabayas has to have once he leaves the Yeshiva. Because how, what does this mean? It means that every Balabayas that's not uh, anymore like fully, he goes to work, does that mean that he's mamish totally into the, uh, he's considered So first of all, let's talk about the first thing, that when, a, when somebody's in yeshiva, and this is something that I speak about a lot, but unfortunately nobody ever listens to me. Um, I'm not saying nobody, but a lot, most people don't. Uh, when I was in high school, I only have my own experience to go by. So that's what I'm going to share with you. When I was in high school, um, the, it was an out-of-town yeshiva, and I happened to have lived in town, so it's not really, you know, I don't want to be completely hypocritical, but, but let me just explain to you like what the, what the mindset of the yeshiva was, of the average yeshiva guy that was not living at home like I was, but that was you know, in the dormitories. I lived in town, so I, you know, I got a tour. But basically, you stayed in yeshiva for four to five Shabbosim straight. There wasn't like, okay, I'm going home the Shabbos. I'm not in the mood to stay in the yeshiva. I'm going home. I'm gonna, you know, I, I have a doctor's appointment. So I'm gonna, you know, take off a couple of days, and I'm gonna. There wasn't such a thing. Like if you if you left yeshiva, you were basically not in yeshiva anymore. That was the way it was. The people that were, and this wasn't an abnormal, this was, it was expected. I mean, this was built into the whole curriculum of the yeshiva. It's like, it wasn't like today, it might sound like a chiddush but that was what was expected. You had to be in the yeshiva for four to five weeks at a time, and then they had an off Shabbos once every five weeks, like Shabbos Hanukkah was an off Shabbos, and then uh, maybe the Shabbos uh, after Purim or something. There was like, it was scattered throughout the whole year, maybe five, six off Shabbosim, but the rest of the year, you have to be in yeshiva. And you want it to be in yeshiva. And that means you're in yeshiva for the entire day, the entire night, you're in the dormitories, and you are basically marinating in the kedusha of the yeshiva, and in your svarim, and your mesechta, and in your, and, and your shiurim, and everything else that you were doing. And, and there was high school English department also that people were busy with. But basically, you, were, you had the chance to... To, to marinate, that's the best word that I could think of. You were literally marinating in the Kedusha of Taira, in the, in the Yama Taira, the Yama Talmud, and that's how we developed. That's how we were able to grow. And, and what, I, what I experienced, you know, here in Yeshiva, and it's really, it's, it, it, is, that, is that guys have an attitude for some reason. I'm really... I would love to change the attitude, and I've begged guys to like, discuss it on their own, and it's really to no avail, and I, I will, we could talk about the psychology behind it, and I understand that, but I wish, my dream, and we've had it at Kufas and Yeshiva that it was like this for many, for the Rav Binyan and Minyan of the, at least the, the core of the Yeshiva, is that they were here for a long period of time, like they didn't, 
Shabbos was a real Shabbos, not just on once every five weeks to make a big, you know, in Shabbos, and like, uh, you know, Rebbe comes in, and we're like, uh, you know, and then there's like uh, uh, some thing to do, Erev Shabbos, Matzai Shabbos, make a big thing, and then get a, that's beautiful, Baruch Hashem, we'll take what we can get. But imagine having a packed base medrash every single Shabbos. It's like crazy, right? Like, like why would we want to do that? Why wouldn't we want to do that? Like, that's, to be able to learn in the yeshiva that you're learning the whole week, to stay there Thursday night, Friday morning for the shmuz, and then to, to be here for Shabbos, to be here for, uh, you know, Hanukkah, to be here for Purim, to be here for, like, I don't know where everyone is, is running to, but for some reason, not since COVID, you know, guys are, like, leaving in droves Thursday night, Friday morning, and they come back Sunday, whatever. But that's not the way, first of all, it's not nice for the yeshiva, but it's not the way you're going to grow as a bentaira. You can't do that. It's like it's like if you have a pot of water, you know, and you you keep and you want to make make yourself a hot tea, but you keep on turning on and off the flame every two minutes. You know, boom, 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 and like it's never going to get hot. It's never going to boil. The way that a person is going to be able to to grow in learning is with ritzifus, with a continuity that every single day from Sunday to Friday, and then especially on Shabbos. You're in the yeshiva. You're you're growing, and you're and and you're getting momentum. You're picking up steam because like there's no, you, you don't have these starts and stops and starts and stops. And now you have to pack up Thursday night, go back, go away from the yeshiva for three days, come back, get your mind back into the learning, into the sugya, into your chavrus, into your shir, and then it's not the way to. It's not. It's just not going to work. You're not going to work. And for some reason, you know, this is the way it's been. Now. I'll be Malamid Schuslan, guys, because I don't want you to think that I think everybody's crazy, because, you know, there's a reason for it. I think part of the reason is because people work very hard during the week and they're doing learning and they're doing college. They just, like, simply just need to book. Like, comes Thursday night, they're just, like, chalishing to get out. They don't want to, you know, it's like over, it's like, you know, their, their, their brains are on overdrive already and they have to just, like, get, get, see some new. New, new sites. I understand that. That's very, it's very understandable. But, at the same time, if you want to steig in learning, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And it's sad. Like, it's, it's just sad that, like, guys don't have this. Uh, there were tkufas in yeshiva, I would say, before COVID, like, five years before COVID, the five-year period before COVID. We were on a tear. Like, you come to, to a Shabbos, I don't care what Shabbos it was, there was a very big ilam here, and they were singing Zemiris together, saying Divrei Taira. It was a norm, a good, like, a good, fine, solid ilam. And, you know, th- this, is, this is, I think, exactly what Rabbi Lapian is saying. That if you're going to... If you're in the Yama Talmud, if you're in the Yama Torah and you're swimming like a, like any other sea creature, then you're tar. The Mishnah says, but the second that you are able to like run out like that special sea dog that when it when it needs to run, it gets onto dry land. It's Tame, the Mishnah says, and he takes from this an important lesson. If you're swimming nicely in the sea and you don't come up for air for weeks at a time, you're going to be able to steig and to grow and to really develop into a bentaira and have a certain tara, a certain purity to you. And that's how every bentaira that ever developed in the history of the, of the universe ever did. It's, they, they were just basically, take any gadol, and that's what they did. They basically just, they came 
Matai Sukkis, let's say, and they, they didn't come up for air until Pesach. They were basically just going all Zman, six months straight of learning. It doesn't have to be that you're learning like the hardest things you can learn, be Mavisadra a little bit, learn Mishnayas, uh, you know, whatever, Musar, you can break it up, you can do, but you should be able to immerse yourself and not have that pressure always to, like, I have to get out, I have to book, I have to run here, I, have to, I was invited to a friend here, so I'm going to go there, there's a Shabbaton there. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to these things, but like it's that shouldn't be like the. It's not like you shouldn't be looking for these things every single week to do just to get out. Not because of you owe anything to yeshiva. I think you do, but even without guilting anybody, just for a person's own steiging, it just behooves a person to stay. I remember like those beautiful Friday nights in yeshiva when I was in high school, and we were. You know, they, they served chillin, like, you know, we, we ended the meal at, let's say, 6, 7 o'clock at night, and then we would, you know, learn, um, we'd have chillin to 10 o'clock, and then we'd continue learning until all the Shabbos, all the lights went out, and the only light that was remaining was, like, those flickering bulbs on the menorah by the Ahmad, and, like, we, we were, like, a group of us, maybe 10, 15, 20 guys, and we were, like, like holding our Gemaras, like, to that flickering light, just to be able to, it was like one, two o'clock in the morning. Those are the nicest days of my life. Those were days that you literally were steiging and you felt like tar and you didn't want to be anywhere else. This is where I want to be. This is my yeshiva. Where else? Where, where should I be now? Why, why is it like even a decision to go somewhere else? I don't, I, I don't understand it. And like I've spoken about it by Shmuzan and by Vaden. And by, I don't know. People are not, for some reason, guys don't want to listen to this. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if, like, if... And maybe the answer is, well, there's no, not too many other guys staying, so I don't want to stay either. It's a loser thing to do. Okay, but first of all, it's not a loser thing. It's a winner thing to do. And second of all, I think if enough guys would, like, band together and say, this is what we're doing, we're going to make Lander into the place to be on Shabbos, then suddenly it might be the place to be on Shabbos. It's all a matter of, like, getting together and deciding. Instead of everybody picking themselves up and going to another base manager every Shabbos, like, they could stay here or bring your friends here from other places and make this the cool place to be. Anyway, I, I, I will never understand that, and it's, it's very frustrating for me because I'm here every Shabbos and, you know, want to make a nice uh, sviva here, and it's like, it's, like, very disappointing every week, but that's, uh, I don't know what to do about it. Okay, that's number one. Another takeaway from uh, this is that you have to ask yourself, so what, what's he saying, Rebellion Lapian? In terms of people that are going to be going to work, is he saying that as soon as I go out to work, that I'm not in the base medish anymore, so I'm like that dog that's out of the, out of the, out of the water, so now I'm tummy? Is that, what, is, that the, is that the lesson here tonight? So I, I think, no, I think it's just the opposite. I think, I'll tell you a quote that I heard once from a partner, not from directly, but B'Shemim, that it's better to be at work and to be dreaming about the base Madrash, to be dreaming about being in the base Madrash, than being in a base Madrash and dreaming about being at work. Understand that? A lot of times people are sitting in the base Madrash, but really they're like, wow, I can't wait to get a job in computers, I can't wait to, you know, to start medical school, I can't wait to start dental school, I can't wait to be a psychologist. And you know, so when they're in the base matters, their minds are not in the base matters, their minds are out of the base matters. So those people are like the Kelav Hayam, that their minds are outside, that's Tumma, that's not, that's, not, that's not a good thing. At least they're in the base matters physically, that's pretty good, but like it's still not, that's not the optimal way to go. 
a person needs to have a job, and a person eventually needs to earn a parnasa. If you can't stay in Kyle your whole life, and very few people can, so you need a job, whether it's whatever the job, whatever the field may be. It may be in chinuch, it may be in rabbonus, it may be in accounting, in business, and in, in, in the professions. But you're going to need. So, but if you're outside. And now I'm doing my job. This is what Hashem wants. Hashem wants us to make a parnasa. This is what this is how He designed the world. But when we're when we're working, where is our mind? Is our mind thinking, "Oh, so I'm, I'm working now, but I can't wait to get to my chavrusa at night. After I finish my job, I'll eat supper and I'm going to go to, to night seder and learn. That's the highlight of my day, or an early morning kailal, or both. There are people like that in the world. You can go to many many shuls, many bate medrash across the world, and you'll, you'll be shocked. You'll, they're like packed with balabatim at 6 o'clock in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, and they're learning a pack-based medrash. In Lakewood, there's a lot of them. In Passaic, there's a lot of them. In, uh, in, in Queens, there's some of them. In, in Five Towns, I'm sure there's some people. They're steiging. There's, 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 there's a real bikush for learning. Then they go to work. It's a beautiful thing. But they're thinking when they're at work, they're thinking about learning. They're thinking about they're dreaming about learning. So that means that really their their mind space is in the base medrash. So they're the they they they're always in the yamatalma. They're always swimming around in the yamatalma. Okay, happens to be that physically they have to work, but that but their mind, their heart is really always in the base medrash. Never leaves the base medrash. And it all depends on. On where do you go? Like where are you? Where do you consider your safe spot in the world? Because that's isn't that what is really the criteria for this kelav shabayam? This dog that runs out when it's scared. Where does it go? Where do you go when you're scared? Do you go into the base medrash or do you run out of the base medrash? You know, there's a a pirkeder belazer in Sefer Yaina, and he writes. We all know that Yaina was basically thrown off the boat. And he landed famously in the mouth of a dog, a very big whale, a big fish. And that's where he was, and he davened there, and eventually the, the fish spit, spat him out. The Lushan of the Pirkei Belazar is that he entered into the, um, the mouth of a fish, ka'adam ha'nichnas leves ha'knesses. Like a person that goes into a shul, that's how Yaina went into the mouth of the fish. Interesting analogy. So if you look in the Mepharshim, some say that it was so big, this mouth of the fish, it was like a big shul. It just like shul, sometimes have these grand entrances. That's how the mouth of the fish was. I wanted to say a little bit different. I wanted to say that we should feel like Yaina, when we're on the street, we should feel like Yaina, that we need to be saved. Yaina was in the water. He needed, he needed, he couldn't breathe. He was gasping for air. Where was he? He was chalishing to get into anywhere that he would be. So the mouth of the fish was the escape. That was like the iramiklat for him. That was the place that he was able to go to, 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 to be safe, to be secure. And the reason why the Medrash calls it like a base haknes is because that's how we should perceive a shul. We should perceive a shul like the world is so decadent, it's so immoral, it's so dirty, it's so filthy, there's so much bad out there, and I need to get to shul, I need to get to yeshiva. 
I need to be in a place that's safe. I need to be in a whole, a wholesome, clean, non-polluted atmosphere. That's what the yeshiva is. And so if we would have that attitude, when we're, on, when we're in the street, we have to work, we have to be in the street, we have to be on the subway, we have to go, but I need to get to the base manager because I'm dying, I'm, I'm, I, I can't breathe here. I want to be able to be back in yeshiva. If you have that attitude, you're tar. Because you're basically tethered, your, your umbilical cord is attached to the yeshiva. So you're, wherever you are in the world, you're always running back to the base matters. You're always, you always have that attitude, like, I need to be in the base matters. My uncle, all of a shalom, I had a very chashava uncle, he was nifted during COVID. And he, uh, he was a rav in, a sh- in, in many different shuls for, over the course of his career. He was like in, uh, in the Bronx for many years, and he was in Queens for a long time. He was, uh, and he had a lot of different shtelas around, around the country. Really not so much around the country, but, in the, but and he also worked for the OU. So he used to go to uh, Nova Scotia for the fish there. He was an expert in, in fish. So that was his, his terrain over there. Um, very, very hush of a person. And um, so he used to say that in, in a, uh, if you go into the base medrash and you look up at the ceiling, and we don't have it in here, but in the ceiling, they have exits, exit signs by the doors. Every door, if you have to, if you, to meet code, every show in the country, you go and it says exit, right? I guess in, in all public places, I guess you need that in case there's a fire, you have to know how to get out of the room. So they have these exit signs. He says that in truth, he used to say that the exit sign should not be on the inside of the door, it should be on the outside of the door. It should be that people that are on the street should, and they're looking for an exit from the world should be coming running into the shul. Should be coming running into the yeshiva. Should be coming into into a, a shear room to like this is where I need to be, this is where I want to be. I don't want to be anywhere else. But that's what a base that's what a base like is supposed to be. It's a place that it's a it's an ari miklat. It's a place that you can go to be safe from all of the dangers that lurk out in the world. And that's what Yaina was doing. Yaina went into that fish like he was swimming in. Like he needed to get into there, just like, and that's how we should be needing to get in to a, to a shul, to a... That's the amazing uh, gift that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, that he gives us the, these beautiful shuls and, and batei medrash, yeshivas, that we're supposed to feel safe and secure in. And this is the only place that a, really a, a Ben Taira should want to be. If you're really a Ben Taira and you're really in the yeshiva then there should not be this constant running out, running out, running out. Every time I come in, you know, Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, all I see is like hordes of people, like taking, it's like you see us, Mr. Haim, everyone's running, you know, with their suitcases and, and running. Where, where are they running? Okay, one, I'm all, you have to go to a family simple. You have to go visit your grandmother once in a while. You want to, your parents want to see, but like it's, um, but the default should not be that I'm out. The default should be that I'm in. I want to be here. This is my issue. This is where I learn. This is where I schlag. And and if there is once in a million, in a blue moon, I'll go out. If there's an off Shabbos in Yeshiva, I'll go somewhere else. I'll go home. But to make it that every single week we have to get out, like why? Why would you want it? If you're a Ben Tire, why would you want that? Why would you not want to have your whole chevra and and be here? And when you're a balabas after you leave the yeshiva, it should still be a place that, you know, unfortunately, the way it works is that when we're in yeshiva, we want to get out of yeshiva. 
when we're out of yeshiva, we're chalash from the get end How many people have I heard, uh, like Rebbe, I didn't, I didn't chap around enough when I, you know, like some people, I get, I get a lot of uh, WhatsApps from people, you know, that listen to my podcast or my or any time, and they say, Rebbe, when I was in yeshiva, I hardly came to anything that you gave. I don't know why I was busy, whatever. I don't know. I, I have no excuse. But now I, I listen to everything that you put up. I listen to. He says, I wish I could go back to Yeshiva and be in the Vads by you and be in the, in the, I, I missed out. Why? Because that was the, you know, wasn't the cool thing to do. People, and there was a Messiah, you don't have, you know, to get a, an A, you don't need to do this. It's all about the points. I, the fact that you're, you're hearing from Rabbi Lapian, you're from Matisela Salman, you're hearing from Chashav Gedele Yisrael, hearing Hashkafa Satayra, getting good, solid values that will, that will, stand you in good stead for the rest of your life when you're my age, you know, why would you not want to be here? Like, what, what, what's better, what do you have better to do? Like, okay, if you have to study, you have to study. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just a regular night. Like, this, this, this class in Baruch Hashem, have a nice island here. It should be packed. There should be standing room only. And I'll tell you, in the old days, when we had less guys in yeshiva, there was standing room only in, in this classroom by the Vads. Same, same person giving it, same Tyra. But I don't know something. There's something in the water. I don't know what it is. I wish I knew. And you know, it, but it bothers me so much. Not because I need a standing room only crowd. I just don't understand why we have such a, a lack of understanding amongst the Bachram of the importance of chapping around and being in yeshiva and coming to everything that yeshiva has to offer. I'm not just being Darish my own covenant. I'm talking about going to the Rashiva Shir Klali on, on Tuesdays. And I'm talking about, um, you know, going to all the things that are available, all the Shirim that are available throughout the week. And you see the signs on the board on Night Seder. And, and, and there's so much. The Chaparayin, like, what, why not? It's, you're paying for it. You might as well enjoy it. Like, use it. Chap it. But this is a, an incredible say that we learned tonight that there's such a thing called a kelav hayam, a dog of the sea, and when it's, when it's scared, it runs out of the sea, and that gives it a status of somebody that's not a seafaring creature. It's, a, it's an animal that's not. Why? Because when it gets scared, where does it run? Out. I want out. If you run out, you're not, then that means you're not in yeshiva. If you're running out, if, that's, if you're default, if the exit signs are inside and you're running out always, that's not, that means that you're, you're not tar. I'm not saying you're not tar, you could be a fine person, but it means that in terms of you're, you're matriculated in the yeshiva, but you're not, you don't feel that you need to be here. You don't feel a cash. You're using it to get a degree, to get a whatever, but a shidduch, whatever it might be, but that's not what we want. We want people that are invested. We want people that are, in Eretz Yisrael, I think most people, they go to yeshivas and they're kol kule in the yeshiva, right? Shabbos, they're there. Yanta, they're doing kumzitz, they're doing tishan, they're, they're dancing together, they sing together. Everything is... And then, like, they come back to America. I guess, you know, the attitudes in America, you can't really learn. Any, any learning that you do is just, like, together, like, uh, you know, Hidr Mitzvah or something. And, and, and you know, the, we, we did our, our, our pure learning experiences in Eretz So now we just have to, like, make do with whatever we can. And, and that's, that, to me, that's, very, that's a very uh, unimpressive hashkafa. There's a, I'll just tell you, end with one thing that, you know, one of the early Talmudim of the yeshiva was a guy who, I don't want to mention his name, but he came from, you know, a very nice fellow, and he was on fire. He was like one of these guys that 
literally came, like, the, like I described, came in the first day of the Zman and did not come up for air till the end of the, till the Mamash, the end of the Zman. So besides for the off Shabbat, he was here from after Sukkot till Pesach, Pesach till the last day of the Yeshiva, and then he went up to, I don't know, Lakewood, wherever he went. Anyway, P.S., he got married. He was a guy, he learned literally 20 hours a day. He, was, he didn't sleep. A very unusual guy. He had such a chukka for learning. And it never stopped. That was the amazing. He got married. You think, okay, he got married. Fine, now that's it. He got stronger. And just yesterday, he was in Lakewood for, uh, for many years, for, I don't know, 15 years maybe? I don't know exactly. He just texted me. He said, I'll read you the text. Just when I came in. Um, I'm going to kill this, but okay. Hope it's still recording. Anyway, um, got a text from him yesterday. Shalom Aleichem Rabbi, 11.02 p.m. Telling you first, B'syat Dishmaya, I just passed my last Fahar for Chayshim Mishpat and just received Smicha Yadin Yadin from BMG Rosh Yeshiva, Baruch Hashem. You know how hard it is to get Yadin Yadin? That means you're, he's a Dayan with a Smicha from like the best the best program, quote-unquote, in the world is Beis Medrash Gavaya. He's been working at this for years, and he's like, with tremendous, hash, you know, hasmada. he didn't stop. He never stopped learning. He's like still shaku and learning. Now he's a dayan. He's writing Sarman Chayshem Mishpat. He's a tremendous guy in learning. It's a tremendous amokachim, but he's so normal, so fine, so nice. He's the pride, my pride of, of the yeshiva. And, but he, the only difference between him and everybody else in the room, myself included, is that he actually sat and he, he sat and he, li- he did this. Whatever we're talking about, he lived. So it's not like so far-fetched to do this. You could do it. And it's just, but I can tell you one thing. It's not, it doesn't work by starting, stopping, starting, stopping. It just doesn't work. Imagine, you know, ride, running a race and you keep on stopping and then you keep, and then you go, you're going to die of a heart attack. That's not, you can't run a race like that. You can't start, stop, stop. It's not, it's just wearing yourself out. That's not the way to do it. You have to just keep running. It's easier to keep running than to start and stop. And it, it's not, you're not going to catch fire that way. It's just not going to work. So, you know, that's uh, it's a decision that you have to make. It doesn't have to be a perfect attendance every Shabbos, every end, but it should be that it would be nice if the default of um, not just the guys in the room, but every guy in the yeshiva, the default place, I want to be in yeshiva for Shabbos. This is my yeshiva, and I want to be here for Shabbos. Is that such a radical idea? Do we not have food here on Shabbos? Do we not have uh, heat in the building on, in, this, in the winter and, and air conditioning in the summer? Do we not have all the svarim that we have in the base matters? Do we not have Gishmaka guys in the yeshiva. It doesn't make sense. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know. Maybe COVID wrecked everything for some reason. Everybody wants to like retreat back to their own little hole. Like, like that's what we took away from COVID. But whatever it is, it would be really, really good if as many people as we can convince to stay in yeshiva, not just on when a, a Rav is coming in and this and that, but on every Shabbat, just stay. Just stay. And that's how you're going to grow in learning. That's how you're going to grow in learning. And the opposite is just not going to work. It's just not going to work. You, you'll, you'll learn, but it's, it's just not, it's not going to ever... Any Tamachacham that ever grew was a Tamachacham that stayed in his place and just continued to steig and steig and build and build and build, build 
without without the constant movement, without the constant shifting and getting back into the zone and out of the zone, back in the zone, it's too frustrating. You can't do that. It's not gonna. It's never gonna work. Never gonna work. So, mitzvah Hashem, we should take a, take a lesson from what we're talking about this evening, and maybe we can make an impact on on the future of the yeshiva. Okay, we see.